When I learned about the importance of the link between the brain and our mental health especially, I was really, really worried for the population of our world because there is just not enough information out there on how important your brain is to your overall well-being. So that's what I want to talk about in the self-improvement room today. Hey, welcome to visit number 13 to the self-improvement room. I hope you're having a fantastic week. Today, I want to talk about something that is probably too boring for most people, I guess, to even think about looking at or delving into or finding out more about. And that's the link between your brain and your overall well-being. Now, I guess it probably goes without saying, yes, brain health is important, but I really don't think that we understand how important. And that is what I've been studying for about the last seven months since I was diagnosed with ADHD. And I found this YouTube video of a specialist. He's a neurologist and a psychiatrist, and his name is Dr. Amen. And he's from America and he owns the Amen Clinics. And he is a leading specialist in ADHD, but also brain health. And just over the last few months, I've noticed that he's become extremely popular, especially with our stars of the world. So I think he has done a lot of brain scans or brain imaging on people like Justin Bieber and Kim Kardashian and he's seen other stars like Ariana Grande. I think they're all kind of going to him now because he is this leading expert in in ADHD and um, health for the brain. So as I have been delving into his studies because he's been doing this forever, I have really started to understand the link between feeling like crap and not looking after your brain properly. And so now, instead of trying to diet to stay thin or look good, my main decisions around food are made based on the health of my brain. So I want to break down a little bit today about the things that you can do uh, to help your brain, which will help your overall mental health and the things that impact your brain the most. Now, there is actually a really wide range of things that can affect your brain, but today I want to talk about some of just the main kind of things that you can fix pretty quickly. See, our brains are like the command center of our bodies. And they are, it's, it's responsible for our thoughts, our emotions, our actions. Just like we care for our physical health, it is so important to prioritize the well-being of your brain. So today I'm going to delve into the importance of brain health, but I'm going to draw a lot of inspiration from Dr. Amen's expertise in this field because... I haven't seen anybody that knows more about this stuff than he does. And I will include a link 
in the show notes for you to the Amen Clinics where you can take a bunch of different assessments to see how your brain health is. He has a bunch of really cool assessments that uh, give you an idea as to how your overall brain health is. And then if you suspect anything like ADHD, because there are actually seven different types of ADHD, which means it frequently goes undetected if you are not hyperactive. So if you are just inattentive and you struggle to focus on anything other than the things that you like, that's a symptom of ADD. So there are seven different types and these brain health assessments on his website can help you determine whether or not you might have one or more of these types of ADHD or ADD. So I will leave the link for you so you can visit the Amen Clinic's website and find out a little bit more about your brain because those assessments are based on, I think it's something like 200,000 scans that he's done in the past. So they've got a really good idea of what a healthy brain looks like in comparison to one that's been damaged, one that's not so healthy, one that has ADHD or ADD. A lot of people believe that uh, ADHD is a mental health issue, but it's not. It's a neurological disorder and that becomes very, very evident when you see a scan of somebody's brain when they have ADHD. So when people say, well, you can't really tell definitively if somebody has ADHD, you actually can because their brain functions quite differently to that of a neurotypical brain. So there's some information for you, which is why I get frustrated about the stigma that the label of ADHD carries with it. All right, back onto the topic of brain health. So I want to explore the significance of the following. Eating right. I know it sucks. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I want to explore exercising regularly. Again, all of the things we love, right? And just adopting habits for an overall healthy brain. So by changing some of these things and incorporating these practices into our lives every day, we can actually enhance our cognitive abilities, so our brain function to protect against mental health decline and improve our overall mood and well-being and just gosh i feel so incredible when i'm really looking after my brain so let's first delve into the link between nutrition and brain health because what we eat has a profound impact on our brain health and even more our mental health. And you may not realize that because it's not something that a lot of us track each day. But when you start to track what you eat and then track how you feel, you will notice a significant decline in your mental health when you don't eat brain healthy foods. And Dr. Amen really emphasizes the significance of a nutrient rich diet for optimal brain function. So we need to be consuming foods that have a lot of antioxidants, healthy fats like avocados, vitamins. My gosh, I have a whole little 
Monday through to Sunday pill jar full of vitamins. So my husband and I take a multivitamin, a cellular multivitamin. We take a probiotic, fish oil tablet. I take ginkgo biloba. You've got to be careful with that one depending on uh, where you're at in your health journey. And turmeric and curcumin and also saffron and ashwagandha. So that has had a significant impact on our brain health, on my ability to remember things. My ability to remember and recall things now is so, it's seriously a thousand percent on what it was five or 10 years ago. My brain is being optimized each day by the food that I eat to make sure that I do have this good memory because I've always had a terrible memory, especially because of the executive dysfunction that ADHD presents. So I now have a really, really great memory and I really do attribute it to eating well, taking these vitamins. Don't just go and take the vitamins that I've just told you about though, because you definitely need to do your own research. And I will also include some of Dr. Amen's books. He's got his brand new one is uh, Change Your Life Every Day, maybe. I'm up to day 267 and each day he gives you something new for brain health and he lets you know what is really bad for your brain. And I wish that I could express to you in one episode everything that I've learned about how important it is to keep your brain healthy and the effects that it actually has on your mental health, especially when you're not looking after your brain. So we want to be incorporating a balanced diet that includes, and I know we hear this, so I apologize, but I'm not coming to you with this from the perspective of, oh, if you want to lose weight, if you want to be healthy, this is specifically to keep your brain healthy, which in turn will give you those other things anyway. So we want to have a diet that includes fruits, vegetables, by the way, corn, I did not know is really freaking bad for you. I'm just going to throw that in there. Anyway, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and omega-3 fatty acids, which you find a lot in salmon, but it has to be wild Alaskan salmon. So you've really got to do a little bit of research into this. But all of those things are crucial for maintaining a healthy brain. Eating organically, so eating organic foods, is one of the best things that you can do for your brain health. Now, I can almost hear you saying it's really expensive to be buying healthy food, especially organic foods, and I could not agree more. And my vitamins alone cost me a few hundred dollars a month. And then out on top of that, the red light sauna, I take two of those a month. I do a red light therapy which is equivalent, 10 minutes is equivalent to a whole week of sun, vitamin D. So it's totally amazing. And then I do two dry float sessions a month, which is, if you've heard of float therapy, it's really, really great for you. But I hate the water. I hate it getting in my eyes and my ears. So there's this thing called dry float therapy. And 
a clinic has literally just opened around the corner from my house. They're called Zephyr Wellness. So if you are in Australia, in kind of like the Newcastle area, Zephyr Wellness, they are incredible. They've got some of the most ridiculous technology, so advanced for Australia. <laughs> and, um, and I'm so lucky that they've just moved around the corner. So I take full advantage of that. So each month I'm detoxifying my body. I'm taking vitamins to make sure that I've got everything that my body needs. And then I'm going to get onto the next one, which is exercise. But just before we move on to that, I just want to mention that I hate water. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't like to drink it firstly because you know what it's like. It sends you to the bathroom all freaking day long. I haven't found something to to fix that or mitigate that, but I do know that not drinking enough water dehydrates you and your brain. Your brain is made up of something like 80% water. So if you are not hydrating yourself properly, you're going to feel foggy, you're going to feel tired, and you're just going to feel like crap overall so water is incredibly important so that's that last part of that nutrition as i said you can get a lot of the information in regards to which particular foods are very good for your brain Uh, i will also include a link for a list of brain healthy foods to get you started again from the Amen clinics. And that includes a lot of foods that are really great for you, like garlic, like herbs and spices, like avocados, mushrooms, legumes, Greek yogurt, all of these things that are good for you. Turkey, I could go on and on. There's lots of great stuff for you, but there's so much more stuff that is not good for you. So I will include that in your show notes as well. All right, exercise. It is a brain booster. Do you know they say going for a 40-minute brisk walk is equivalent to taking an antidepressant? Seriously, I know we don't like to exercise and we don't like to eat right because it feels like crap. But once you start to get a routine going, once you start to pay attention, to how your body feels and how it reacts, you will not want to go back. Trust me, occasionally when I'm on holidays, I do go back, slip back into old patterns and routines. In fact, pretty much every school holidays I do. And I do myself the biggest injustice because I start to feel foggy. I start to feel sad. My mental health declines very quickly. I start to forget things and I get angry and I just feel so all over the place. So having ADHD especially, you're already on the back foot when it comes to executive function because nothing is working correctly. But I do just want to say that I don't see ADHD as a disability. I see it as my superpower, but that's because I have combined it with all of these things, which means the part of ADHD that makes so many people in the world extraordinary is that ability to hyper-focus. So being able to manage ADHD through all of these things really elevates those superpowers that come along with that. So if you do have ADHD or you suspect, please don't feel it's a disability. It really, really isn't. So physical exercise. 
not only benefits our bodies, but also plays a vital role in our brain health. In fact, my daughter is homeschooled and I have set her routine, her homeschooling routine. And four mornings a week, she does a workout. Five mornings a week, she does a meditation. And the benefits of meditation are extraordinary. And no, it is not the woo. You do not have to do anything outside of the norm. It's just really about clearing your brain, giving it a rest. And she does weight training three days a week as well because I know how important exercise and moving is. Regular exercise, I should say, not just once occasionally. So regular exercise increases your blood flow and it enhances your oxygen delivery. And I just want to throw in here another thing. You really should look into diaphragmatic breathing and I'm going to leave you a link to diaphragmatic breathing and I obviously know a lot about this subject because first and foremost I've been a singer all of my life and that's the first thing that we learn but the health benefits of diaphragmatic breathing are incredible so if you have had a baby or you've been around a baby or little puppies, you will notice when they are breathing that their bellies work the opposite to us. So when they breathe out, their bellies are going in. When they breathe in, their bellies are going out. That's called diaphragmatic breathing. We are all born to breathe that way. We just start to develop bad habits like shallow breathing and that really reduces our oxygen. It creates toxicity so we can't get rid of the toxins in our body it makes us angry (laughs) it's not good for our emotional health and it also actually slows down our metabolism so you can actually lose weight just by learning how to breathe diaphragmatically so back to exercise it enhances oxygen delivery and it stimulates the release of endorphins so that promotes overall mental well-being that's why it's so important And Dr. Amen also highlights the positive impact of exercise on the brain structure and function. So again, he emphasizes its potential for improvement in memory, cognition and mood. So engaging in things like yoga, strength training and even mindful movements, like I said, meditation, they can contribute to a much, much healthier brain. And on the other side of that is what I call stress management. Now, stress management and brain health definitely go hand in hand. Chronic stress poses a significant threat to your brain health. So it affects your memory, it affects decision making, and it affects emotional regulation. Now, again, back to my ADHD, these are executive functions, memory, decision-making, and emotional regulation. People with ADHD already struggle with this. So stress, when you're feeling chronic stress, that invokes those dysfunctions just like it does in ADHD. So Dr. Amen underscores the importance of stress management techniques to help maintain that healthy brain. And again, back to meditation, which is really just quietening your brain and listening to your breathing. The benefits that they have shown scientifically of meditation 
are incredible. Deep breathing exercises, which we talked about in the exercise part, so diaphragmatic breathing. And if you want to get started with a breathing type, I would suggest box breathing. So that is breathing out for four seconds, making sure your belly is going in. One, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. And then in with your belly rising for four and then hold for four. So if you draw a box, four, four, four and four. So it's breath in, hold for four, breath out for four, hold for four. That is an incredibly brilliant technique, especially to teach a child if they are suffering something like anxiety. That will really, really help eliminate the symptoms of anxiety because if your heart rate is normal, which is what diaphragmatic breathing does and that box breathing in particular does, then you cannot feel those symptoms, I guess, of anxiety because they are just your heart racing. But when your heart is not racing, you will feel calm. The other thing you can do is engage in activities that you enjoy. A lot of us forget to do the stuff that we enjoy. Make time for it because it helps reduce your stress levels and promotes brain resilience. You have to prioritize self-care and find healthy outlets for stress. And that, by doing that, you will have a profound impact on your overall well-being. So self-care, I'm huge on self-care. I never used to be like, God, why do I have to do that? Why do I have to look after myself? But you do, you have to take time out to rejuvenate, to restore yourself because Stress especially can make you feel very unwell very quickly. And speaking of restoring, restoration periods, the next thing I want to talk about is sleep. And I <laughs> I went through a stage where I studied sleep for quite a few months because I wanted to make sure that I was optimizing <laughs> my sleep. Uh, so I've read quite a number of books on sleep. And I have changed my whole room and sleeping routine to ensure that I'm getting the right amount of sleep. So that includes the right amount of light sleep, like core sleep, REM sleep and deep sleep. Because if you have too much or too little of deep sleep, especially that's that restoration period, then you will be affected all day. My husband last night tracked his sleep and he got something like 2% deep sleep and he's just walking around foggy today and not feeling well simply because of that. Adequate sleep is essential for cognitive function and overall brain health. That's why you need to have at least seven hours. And I have tracked my sleep cycles and I know how long I need to make sure that I get through each full cycle and don't wake up in the middle of a cycle and feel terrible. The significance of your quality of sleep as well is so important because that's the part, as I said, that allows your brain to rest, recharge and actually consolidate memories. So establishing a consistent sleep routine and creating a conducive sleep environment, that is so important. If you don't have good sleep hygiene, then you will not feel well. So is your room too hot? Is that keeping you awake? Is your room too cold? Are you being kept awake from that? Is your room too bright? Maybe it's not dark enough. Do you have electronics close by? Is that interfering with 
your sleep? Are you watching television or are you on a device before you go to sleep? Are you getting too much blue light? There are so many things that contribute to your sleep that make a significant difference in how you will feel and how you will function the next day. So sleep hygiene is huge. And then we've also got to look at brain stimulating activities. This is really, really important. Keeping your brain active and engaged is vital for long-term health. It helps stave off dementia. It helps stave off Alzheimer's. I'm already looking after my brain health in a way that will ensure that I don't end up with dementia. And if you've ever seen somebody go through dementia or suffer with dementia, you know that you do not want to be losing your brain that way. And dementia runs in my family. So that increases my chances of getting dementia, which is why I'm so grateful for ADHD, which sends me down all of these ridiculous rabbit holes. But I'm so grateful for that because I am now preventing dementia, the onset of dementia. And the onset can happen many, many, many years before you see any real true symptoms of dementia. So things like intellectually stimulating activities so reading which I don't love puzzles learning new skills social interactions these activities promote the neural connections and they enhance your cognitive abilities so they potentially reduce the risk of cognitive decline like Alzheimer's so That's a lot, I know. What have we got? We've got the link between nutrition and brain health, the link between your brain and exercise, so exercise being a brain booster, stress management and how stress can impact your brain and the brain's restoration period, which is sleep. And then we finished up with engaging in brain-stimulating activities. So there's five things to start improving your brain health. Nurturing your brain health is crucial for your overall well-being, especially mental health. If you are not feeling 100% or if you are suffering with depression or PTSD or anxiety, this is where you should start. This is where you will have the most impact straight away. It's so important to adopt healthy habits like maintaining a nutrient-rich diet, engaging in your exercise, managing stress, prioritizing your sleep and stimulating your brains with intellectually challenging activities. Because by incorporating these things into our lives, we can support our brain and that'll protect it against cognitive decline. So we'll be here longer for our family. And overall, you'll have a better, higher quality of life. You will feel happier. You will feel healthier. You will not feel foggy. You will not forget things or as many things. And if you have ADHD, this will change your life. It will freaking change your life. Just remember your brain health is in your hands and we can't see our brains. So we really don't realize how we are treating our brain. Small changes can really significantly impact your long-term health. So I hope that was helpful for you. I, Like I said, I love this stuff. It is what has helped me succeed in, in everything that I've done 
especially over the last eight years more so, it also is what allows me to feel great most days because, you know, you're always going to have a bad day here and there. If you don't have a bad day, you wouldn't know what a good day felt like. All right, let's finish up with some of our questions. Let's see, I've had a new question sent in this week. Now, if you have a question for the show, if you want a question answered in the self-improvement room, then I will leave the link here for you to send in your question and you will remain anonymous and... My opinions are just my opinions. They're not medical advice. So before you make any real changes in life, make sure that you are seeking medical advice from a trained professional. But I am more than happy to give you my take on your question. And this week's question is all about episode number 11 which was unraveling the links between thoughts anxiety and the life we create and the question is I feel like I possibly could be suffering anxiety but at what point do you know the difference between anxiety and just feeling nervous Mm. that is a good question because obviously there are times in life where we do absolutely just feel incredibly nervous And that's completely normal. What's not normal is if you are feeling incredibly stressed all of the time. If you are approaching a situation where you have to have a conversation with a waiter or you have to present something at work and you feel like vomiting or you feel like your heart is racing or you feel like overall just really unwell or uncomfortable to the point where it is affecting you physically – then anxiety is definitely something that you should look into. Nerves are there to to help us through. So if you feel if you're feeling nervous, it's usually that adrenaline that's running going, you know what, it's okay. You're just going to have this little bit of a spike for a bit and once you start, you'll be fine. Anxiety is a whole other ball game. It doesn't really die down, and by the end of it, you probably want to throw up. And it can have a real impact on your mental health throughout your life if you are finding yourself staying away from social situations from going out spending time with your friends from taking particular jobs because of the role that you have to play that you have to take on then that there's a possibility that that is anxiety and you should definitely seek some help for that because you do not want anxiety ruling your life i hope that is helpful for you As I said, if you've got a question, make sure you send it in. I will leave the link below and you can send in your question and have it answered on the show. All right. Thank you for joining me for the 13th. Ooh, lucky 13. 13th time in the self-improvement room. I hope that this particular episode is something that you have listened to and will listen to again and really take on board or make some different choices in your life. All right, until next week, stay safe and stay well.